Hi everyone, how's it going? Nice local core group tonight. Good out, outpost, outposters. Well, I'm actually kind of, I'm kind of glad because that we don't have a lot of extras <laughs> because it's kind of, yeah, <laughs> which is kind of the opposite of what my message is about because it's about sharing our faith, but um, just wanting to give a bit of an overview around the building discipleship culture, which um, Tim P.S., who came and spoke at our camp last weekend, who found it helpful and encouraging. Anyone want to share in a nutshell kind of what you took from Tim's message and in what way it impacted you, especially for those that maybe weren't at the camp? Um, yeah, thanks. Laura? I think one of the... I actually can't, I'm going to paraphrase because I can't actually remember what the verse was or where it's from, but um, yeah, one of the verses that jumped out of me that he spoke about was um, this story of the woman, I think it's Paul or someone talking to this woman, gosh, what was <laughs> anyway, and, and like just the line that said, um, and the Lord opened her heart to receive the message. And it just, I just keep sort of meditating on that, like just that reminder, like how God sort of allows us to be these instruments to share his work and partake in it. Um, but like we're not convincing them of anything. Like we're just, it's just like this real like fluid weaving of, you know, just God, God at work and just like, which was his message, God, God is already at work in the, these people and then God's drawing them to us and then God's speaking through us and it's, yeah, it's just, but yeah, that line that God opened her mind to understand, like just kind of takes so much pressure off us and we just do our part and the rest is on God. Yeah. And it, it is a work of the Holy Spirit to open someone's mind and heart up to the gospel. We can't, with all of our amazing words, our explanations, that won't do it. I mean, God might work through those things, but it's his spirit that brings that saving revelation. And it is, takes that pressure off knowing it's his work and we partner with him. Anyone else want to share? Thanks, Beth. Yeah, I think following on from that, similar, like, for me, he spoke a lot about, um, like, the person of peace and finding that person. And for me, it was just encouraging that his definition of it was just, like, yeah, someone that God is already working in and the idea of the finding someone that likes you and listens to you and serves you, um, not, you know, as a tick box thing, but just as, like, an indicator that God's doing something and then just this sense of, like, a beautiful invitation to partner with him in that person um yeah I just found that really exciting that it's kind of like it's inevitable that God's doing something in their life so it's whether we're gonna say yes and partner with him and we could see that person you know come to know him um but it's just a real freedom and an invitation from him which is really nice great thanks hi hi Mabel good to hear from you um I think it's just um, about being authentically curious and just being genuine and being real. And, and I think that there's a really key kind of base um, understanding underpins um, all this about the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. 
And that's actually just kind of reframed a little bit of my understanding, not just of that verse, but of a bunch of things, that actually it's, it's, a, it's a way of, of life. It's the way that Jesus actually designed it to be. And if he's designed it that way, that the harvest is plentiful, then when we pray to the Lord you know, to send out workers and, and we ourselves be part of that, we're actually going to meet the need because there are so many people who are already spiritually awakened, they're spiritually hungry, whether they, whatever that looks like whether, and whether they even know it or not. And so when we look at it from that lens, it's a very beautiful thing and it's a different way of, of engaging with people because you know, more people we meet are going to be spiritually you know, awakened, spiritually hungry and searching than we, we realise because that's the way Jesus has made it to be. I think it was during the first session, I know you second, but Tim kind of had this bit where he was kind of sort of saying like, kind of challenging in the sense of like, do you need to be someone who's be, like, needs to be a bit more obvious? So like you can just be a bit more like, I went to church on the weekend or whatever it might be, or do you need to be someone who's like a bit less annoying? And like I really found the example <laughs> that he gave really helpful. Like he gave this example about his aunt, that he, his, it was like his aunt or great aunt and how she, how eventually, like she, he, they started reading the Bible together and she started, you know, she was in her 80s, had never, I think, been to church three times in her whole life or something. They were reading the Bible together and she one day started mentioning how she was praying and then praying to some saint and how like at that point, like, I don't know, just like Tim's response to that was like a good reminder because I can think of people in my life who are on the journey but definitely, like, at points, I can just be, like, probably that annoying person of, like, not the saint, don't pray to the saint, whereas it's, like, actually, like, let's refrain and actually see the opportunity. So I found that kind of, I don't know, just the way he planted that, like, do you need to be more obvious or more, like, less annoying helpful? Because I feel like, for me, it's definitely the less annoying part. <laughs> don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> Any, anyone else want to add anything? Any thoughts? Anything from the kids? <laughs> uh, all right, thanks, guys. Um, well, Tim P.S. was and is the director of BDC, which stands for Building Discipleship Culture, which is a ministry out of Crossway Baptist Church in Victoria. And so a couple of years ago when we heard about this Building Discipleship Culture, yeah, there's the first sort of explanation or around what it is. I th- it really resonated for us, um, and I guess I just wanted to give you a bit of an overview of what building discipleship culture is, and it's kind of, we've weaved it in a lot of the teaching, and it's, it's basic stuff, really, so there's nothing really new that they bring except just compile things a bit differently and offer some different tools and strategies, um, but really it's about coming back to the basics of what it means to be disciples of Jesus and to keep let's get on track with that because as it, you know, as it says that the Christianity in Australia has been in decline for decades. It's diminishing and, you know, what are we going to do about that? What are we changing? What's shifting or changing in our culture? Because obviously what's, what's happening in the majority of churches is not really working to see multiplication of the gospel and of transformed lives. And the gospel does multiply that's what it does it's you know it's the word of god and it take when it takes light um takes root in someone's life it it multiplies and it will reach the next generation and other people and it you know it spreads 
that's what it does. So if it's not spreading, what's happening? Like, like you know, um, Rob pointed out, you know, we were reminded the harvest is plentiful. It's not a lack of people. It's this, is there something we might, might, might be doing that's sort of blocking or not helping to partner with what God's doing? So, um, you know, when we started Outpost, one thing that we were really confident about was that we didn't want to, when it came to evangelism, we didn't want to make evangelism about a program in the church or about people coming to an event to hear a gospel message. Like they, that can be a helpful thing to do. It's not like you never do those things, but if that's the primary method that we see evangelism happening, is that, all right, we got to get everyone in the church to hear the preacher tell the gospel. That's a real bottleneck, and it's, it's a real slow form of spreading the gospel. And we knew from the start, we wanted our evangelism strategy for Outpost Church to be equipped believers, believers that know who they are, know what it means to be a disciple, and who are confident to take that to the sphere and the, wherever they have influence. But I guess what we lacked was, um, okay, now how do we equip believers to do that? What does that look like? What is the process of discipleship and, you know, having a culture where people go from, yeah, maybe being a new believer or a baby Christian to developing and maturing and having growing in confidence to be able to, to, to share that because, you know, I don't know if you can skip ahead, Riley, to I put the mission for... Outpost Church's second to last slide, I think. Yeah, this is our mission for our church. I've said it a lot, but we've never had the visuals, so just soak that in. To see the family of God expand through our shared kingdom life in McLaren Vale. And I don't know about you, but I do think we have a beautiful shared kingdom life happening and growing here in the church. And you know, I love that. And personally, I could probably be pretty happy with, like, this is a great group. Like, let's just keep doing life together, having a good time. Like, you know, it's, it's awesome. But our mandate and our call as believers is to see the family grow and expand. And if it is just us and no, no one news coming in, no one, we're not, we're not fulfilling what God's called us to do. And so there is this I guess, ache and desire, and at times that frustration of like, what is it? Because, you know, up until now, and, you know, still is the case, we haven't seen many people come to faith sort of from having no background, no experience, you know, coming through the testimony or the witness of people in our congregation. We haven't seen much shift, and, you know, that's something we're praying into, but we also were like, okay, what do we do about this? Is there something we can do? And when we heard about building discipleship culture, that really resonated because it was sort of scratching where we're itching, I guess, of going, okay, we want, we want some help. And, um, you know, we, that's the beautiful thing about being a part of the kingdom of God. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We don't have to do everything ourselves. Like, let's learn from other believers and receive and, you know, um, invest in different, yeah, organizations as well and and learn and grow and so we've actually been on this we've already done we've done two years of being coached through the building discipleship um, culture journey through crossway 
and we're just coming out the other side of that and we're wanting to, I guess, continue um, in that. So we want to kind of share a bit more about that with everyone to understand, I guess, what we've been journeying in and um, where we're headed to from here. But all of what Tim shared at camp really is pretty much the core of the things we've been learning. It's getting back to basics about discipleship and sharing our faith and simplifying it and de-scarifying it as well, um, what it look, can look like to, to share. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to unpack a little bit more of that. But I wanted to just start with a short, you know, the, the um, Discovery Bible Method. That's something we've used that we've kind of borrowed from. And again, it's nothing new under the sun, like lots of other ministries and ways of reading the Bible and responding to it over the years. But we've kind of copied their little tool for reading the Bible. That's what we use for our kids' ministry every week. Um, and really it's about reading the Bible and trusting and believing that God will speak to us through it, that he is at work, um, and allowing that speak to speak and respond to that. So, and again, that's how we can be discipled together, um, but also we can take that to people that don't know Jesus and go, hey, do you want to read the Bible? Let's read it together and see what the Lord will speak to us through it, because it is alive and active. Um, so anyway, we're going to have a look at Matthew 28. Um, that's, I think, the first slide. Yeah, so, well, I'll read it through, and then if you want to read it through again in silence, and then just join up in twos or threes just to chat about it um, for not very long. We'll probably do five minutes, but just to reflect on this, as this is a key passage on discipleship, so... Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So if you have a read through again and then find a couple people and go through those questions, I'll just set a timer. All right, that's the time. Thanks, guys, for participating in that. You can chat more over dinner. And, yeah, we'll have a chance to pray at the end into this as well. So no stress if you didn't tick all the boxes. Would anyone like to share something that stood out to them from this about discipleship? Oh, Rob. <laughs> um, I, I think the, the thing that underpins this is... Um, I'm always with you, even to the end of the age. And, and I was saying to, to Elo, like, if, if Jesus didn't say that, like, and if that didn't ring true, then the rest of it would be impossible. Because yeah. we can't do it without him being there with us. So good. Um, how it says, go make disciples, not just... Maybe if you have time, make disciples, or like... It's an option to make disciples. It's like, go and make disciples. Like, 
that's our calling, like, that's the goal is to go and make disciples, not just if you want, make disciples, like, go and make disciples. Like Shane likes to say, the gospel is good news, not good advice. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an option. It's not, yeah. I just like the line where it says, uh, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. I think often we can sometimes maybe try and share the latest um, thing we've heard in a podcast or um, Christian resource, but ultimately God's given us his truths and in the word of God. And, um, so I think, so, and sometimes like we shared before, we might try and, come up with some creative way of sharing it but ultimately we just need to the important thing is the truth of of what God said to us and that's what we need to um, share to new disciples so. anything you boys want to share you having a good discussion Hudson all right just checking I love being picky actually. <laughs> um, I like it how he doesn't launch straight in the beginning, into go and make disciples, even though it's really critical, but begins it with, um, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. So he, he states that he's there first. And it just reminds me so much of that teaching from last weekend and how, you know, seeing where God's already working and he's got the authority. And even the way that he sort of tops and tails the whole thing. So at the beginning, it's, it's really all about him and we're invited in, the, in that. Um, so it starts with, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth, and it ends with, I'll be with you, you know, however it goes um, to the end of age. It's just really encouraging. Thank you. And isn't it good how around the room everyone's highlighting slightly different things, but we're getting a good overview of the passage. Love it. You had your hand up, No, 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 no. Um, the last sentence... I was thinking about how well it goes with the rest of it, like no matter how many or how few disciples you make, God is with you. Whether you stuff it up or whether you do really well, he is with you always. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I think, again, it's so good, isn't it, to come back to Scripture because we can start to form our own ideas and put our own pressure on what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus, what we're supposed to do or not supposed to do. And yeah, and I think for me, something that sort of stands out is, I guess there's the idea of the, oh, I need to go and share my faith or I need to, and, and kind of that stand on the street corner and let people know. And that can be a bit daunting, but it's like, it doesn't actually, I mean, it's kind of, it's implied that you're going to have to share your faith, but it's like, make disciples. And and that's a process. It's like, there's the moment of conversion, the moment someone receives, but there's the lead up. And then there's the time after that. And it says in uh, Corinthians, it talks about, you know, one waters, one plants, but it's God that gives the growth. And that together as the body, we participate in the different part. Like, it's not all on one of us to, to make it all happen. Like, we work together and sometimes we're planting seeds that might lead to, and then the next person's, you know, doing something. So it's, it does, I think, take that, that pressure off. It's like, are we about the business of discipleship making? In, and, and that includes in our church community. Are we, you know, growing in our discipleship? Or are we helping others that we know that our disciples grow in their faith as well? Um, so that there's a, it's not just about that one moment. 
but that one moment is important and we want to see people kind of go from darkness into light but yeah there's a journey that's a part of that um so um if you go back to the beginning slide again sorry i'm jumping around a bit riley but the start at the building discipleship culture the one yeah that all right the next one actually go back to that one sorry yeah i'll just Australian Christianity has been in decline for decades and we believe something needs to change. The answer is not adding more programs. We need to be equipped to make disciples. And again, this totally resonated for us because that's pretty much exactly what our philosophy was, even though we lacked strategy, was not another program, but we need people, we need to know what it, how to be disciples and to live it out. Uh, and this is, I'm just taking this directly from the Crosswave website to make sure I got it all right. Next one. Having trouble? I can, got it, all right. Building a, disciple, a discipling culture, so it's, it's, again, using the word discipling, so it's not just discipleship, it's that ongoing nature of being a disciple building a discipling culture is the rediscovery of how to be a disciple who knows how to multiply and that's obviously what has been lacking and is lacking in the church is the multiplication so we want to see that shift through a two-year journey we coach a pastor with their core team to shape culture and practice in their own context so that's the process we've been a part of so give us a wave if you've been a part of that core group these guys here, and Dave, um, and Scotty. And, um, yeah, so we've done the hard yards for you guys, the two years of our fortnightly sessions, and we had intensives as well. Oh, yeah, next, next slide. Um, and really, this is what it's, this is really what we've done, and really what Tim brought on the weekend is kind of what, in our, in our coaching sessions that we've had over the two years, a lot of what he covered is sort of covered in that sort of time. We look at different passages of scripture. How does Jesus disciple? What does that look like? How does that relate to our context now? It's very Bible-based, very much focused on um, Jesus. The, by imitating the words, works, and ways of Jesus, leaders can develop the rhythms and practices of discipleship that transform culture. And again, they say this. They're not saying anything really new. It's just helping the church where we have maybe got a bit off track go let's focus back in on these most important things what did jesus do what was he on about let's study him how he made disciples and learn from the best and and try to adopt those things into our life and see our culture shift as a result so across a two-year period we engage in immersive learning partnership blah 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 and yeah that's that's what we've been a part of just to see to an interactive journey to apply the principles and practices of discipleship in our context next one is there another one um yeah so through the bdc process and they like to call it it's not a program it's a process it's a journey and it did feel kind of slow at time you know it's a long time to do something like every two weeks meeting kind of going over a lot of the same ground a lot of the same passages of scripture and it can feel a bit like 
But I feel like in that, and there was times of feeling frustration in that, but <laughs> I think I can see the benefit of just sitting with it. Like, let's keep returning back to these basics, back to the stuff. Let's revisit it again and again and really, really nail it down. It, it didn't help sometimes that our coach, I think he coached a lot of groups and we'd get a lot of the same stories that he would tell, like five, six times. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's about being equipped with tools, practices, and skills for imitating the life and ministry of Jesus. These tools are simple, memorable, and reproducible, allowing them to be passed along generation to generation so it doesn't stop with you. So some of those tools are things like the Discovery Bible Method, which you guys all know because we already do that in church. Um, simple ways of engaging with the scriptures so that you have a method that you could take to someone else and go, hey, let's do this together. Um, if you don't have a method like that, it's like, uh, you know, it's like building that bridge from where I am now to how do I bring someone along on this journey? What's that starting point look like? Um, and it's not the only way that that could look, but that's one way and it's a tool that then we have to use. Um, and again, it's, it's about looking at what Jesus was doing, looking at his life and responding to that. And yeah, is there any other... So that's what the coaching clusters, we did that fortnightly and we had a coach from BDC sort of facilitating that for us. And what, what we're doing now as a church, which you might have noticed, is we're doing discipleship culture groups. So this is our moving forward to kind of continue on this journey, to continue to stay focused on what it means to be a disciple of Jesus and to keep on this. We don't want to just drift off this because this is our core business making disciples being a disciple and making disciples so sometimes maybe it will be a bit repetitive but are we doing it are we seeing you know what's that quote i came up with <laughs> no like don't yeah don't ask if i've heard this before ask am i doing it yet oh yeah so you know are we seeing, you know, when we're inundated with new people that have come into faith because we're so, you know, equipped at sharing our faith, then maybe we'll change the topic. But until then, we'll uh, keep, keep on going. Um, coaching clusters. So it's an authentic environment to process week by week how you're applying and implementing these tools for discipleship and mission. So we keep revisiting it. How are you going? Have you got, how's your person of peace? Have you, have you chatted with them lately? Let's pray for that person that, you know, maybe there's a new person of peace that's appeared on the scene. Like, let's be praying together for the people God's put in our lives to see them come to faith um, and be looking for those opportunities and reminding each other, hey, we're here to be conspicuous Christians and to be a light, not to hide away. So it is about that regular, let's be reminded about what we're here for, what we're on about. Um, and so, yeah, you're learning and meeting together. And so the idea of the discipleship culture group, it's very much like a traditional Bible study, home group, small group, except that we are wanting to stay a little more focused in our, on our mission of discipleship. And so the, the focus will kind of keep coming back around to that, like revisiting people of peace, revisiting the ways, the words, the works of Jesus and how that relates to our own discipleship life and journey so yeah it, similar to maybe other things but we just want to have that focus so that we we know that we're 
tackling the mission that we're on about. Um, what's the next slide? Is it the McLarenville one? Yeah. So that's our mission in the next one. I think there's one more. Yeah, so these are, again, this is coming back to our church, our core behaviors. Pray first, learn from scripture, practice hospitality. And again, we see all this it kind of dovetails so well with the BDC stuff. Obviously, with BDC, there's a big emphasis on learning from scripture and taking the word of God as our, like, our, one of our key strategies for discipleship as well. And praying first, because praying, like prayer is the work. And the harvest is plentiful, and it's praying for the harvest workers, ourselves, and others to, to grow and be confident, and knowing God is already at work, and we're wanting to be more in tune with where he is working so that we can just go there and have that beautiful dance, and we, like you said, Laura, that sort of weaving together with what he's already doing and kind of keep in step with him. And practice hospitality, too. This is not something that the BDC really talk about, but... It's such an obvious and key way that we can, yes, yeah, serve. It's like our discipleship, um, our in in relationship with one another within the church, growing in family, community, but also inviting other people into that. Invite your people of peace into your world and have meals together, and you know, allow them to serve you and you serve them, and you know, that's I think a key. You know, often that will be the steps before maybe reading the Bible with someone is building that relationship and having those times for meaningful conversation and spiritual conversation that come through times of hospitality. So, yes. Um, so we've finished this two-year process that we've been on as a sort of a core team, but we don't want that to stop, which is partly why we, we had Tim come to speak at our camp so we could kind of get the whole church a bit more on page with some of the teaching we've been having and to keep moving forward with it. So Scotty and Beth have been hosting a discipleship culture group, which I think Beth's, um, Beth Kaysler's are leading at the present for while well, they've had Mabel and have a bit of a break. And it sounds like that's been a really encouraging, fruitful group from, from reports. Um, and we're going to be starting... We've had one with the Yeomans, um, happening and Nick and Waverly are starting one is that confirmed? Thursday nights is the next one starting up so is that in the new year? Oh okay so if you're interested in being part of that it's a fortnightly you know touching base on these things of discipleship and praying for people of peace and really wanting to you know, lean into all of these things. And yeah, we'll be keen to start more groups as, you know, as the need arises so that, yeah, we can go forward in unity in this mission. Um, is there any questions? How long has your group been going? I mean, technically it's an hour, but I think you've probably gone longer than that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what Nick... Maybe want to chat to Nick and Waverly about how they plan to to do it. Yeah. The, we've, what we've done has been an hour, quite like... 
This one that Nick and Waverly are doing, I think, is an evening, 7 p.m., I think. But if you're interested to be part of a group and you need a specific time, you know, let us know and we'll, you know. Okay. So, but, yeah, we, we can start other groups, do them at different times or do a Zoom group or, you know, there's different options. So if you're keen to be part of one, let us know and we'll, you know, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Um, well, I think we'll just finish with prayer in our small groups. Just praying into this, you know, whole thing. We want to see the family of God expand. We want to be, you know, we want to obey our Lord, you know, what he's called us to do in our lives, to make disciples. We want to play our part. And, you know, he has given us everything we need to do that. We have his Holy Spirit. We have the authority of Jesus. And, you know, whatever barriers that might be there, you know, we can overcome those together. And, um, you know, as a, as a family of God, see see more people come to know him and to grow in their discipleship journey. So let's just spend a couple of minutes praying into that and then I'll pray to close. And if you want to keep praying after that, you can. Otherwise, we'll head out. Oh, yeah, singing. We'll pray for a couple of minutes, then the band, the worship team will come up and uh, we'll finish with some worship. So thanks. Um, I'll, how about I pray now, then you guys pray and then we'll do worship. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you are the Lord of the harvest and that the harvest is plentiful. And Father, we do desire to partner with you with the work you're doing. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to overcome whatever fears or barriers that we might have in sharing our faith or, or being conspicuously Christian. Lord, may we grow in our boldness and our passion for you. May we see your kingdom come in this place on earth as it is in heaven. And uh, may, we, may, we, may we be a community where discipleship is authentic and flourishing. In your name we pray. Amen. So just take a couple minutes to pray with each other and then worship. <laughs>